0: Hi everyone and welcome to Pure Dead PlayStation, a fortnightly PlayStation supplement from Pure Dead Gaming. I'm your host Donnie, and today we'll be discussing the out of the blue PlayStation Plus price increase, reflecting on the PlayStation Portal a week later, and is God of War Ragnarok getting a DLC? And also we'll be taking a look at the next two months of gaming, how insane it is and asking, is 2023 going to be the greatest year in video games? As usual though, I need some guests to do all this, Gracing us with his presence this week, the godfather of Pure Dead Gaming is here, Mr. Pure Dead Greg, and the returning guest bringing some class to the proceedings, Joseph, aka Mr. Bad Bit, from the PS Trophy Room.
1: Gentlemen, thank you, and how are we? I'm doing fantastic, I'm upset, and I'm raring to go to talk about all the gaming news <laughs> this week. I can't wait, it's going to be fun. Yeah.
0: What started off as a qu- like, my document for this was quite... It was, it, was, it was quite thin on the ground, and then mm-hmm. the last few days, it's just gotten a bit more exciting. Oh yeah,
1: yeah last 48 hours have been nuts, <laughs> to say the least, but yeah, it's um, we're going to have quite the conversation, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, thanks then. Lots to talk about, as always.
0: Indeed, indeed. I mean, listen, it's a PlayStation channel, yeah. but in a few hours potentially, depending on where you live, you're going to be playing a certain game. Hyped? Excited? Have you pre-ordered Special Editions? Yeah. Are yes. you, good, you good to go, Joe? I'm,
1: I didn't get the Constellation Edition, like the one with the watch, because I'm going be, to be honest with y'all. I think uh, after the Skyrim Special Edition, I think that's a great Special Edition. Bethesda collectors have gotten a little tacky, so, for me, I was like, a watch? I have a smartwatch. I don't need a Greg, you know, or Todd Howard, you know, watch. No, I'm good. So, I got the $35, like, steelbook. If y'all don't know, I will pay stupid amount of money for steelbook, uh, like, games. Like, All right, okay. Legitimately, I bought, I have a digital PS5. I bought Final Fantasy 16 digital, and then I bought the physical just so I can have the steelbook. <laughs> that and again like and i'm excited like I, I i liked uh final fantasy 16 a lot i still haven't beaten it because work's gotten insane but like it's on my game of the year but i needed that steel book. <laughs> nice <laughs> you know nice. so that's 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 the level of commitment i'm willing to go for a, a steel book if i'm excited book. for it
2: yeah good and yourself craig yeah i did the upgrade so that i can start playing tomorrow uh, i wouldn't say i'm massively excited i don't know it's not a space adventure's not usually my kind of thing um mm. in fact see obviously we'll get into this a bit later but i've been back playing cyberpunk which i think yeah. is one of the best rpgs i've ever played like I'm, I'm playing through it for like the third time now and there was just i, I wanted to dive in due to again some will get into later with save files and stuff like that but there was a point about two days ago when i was playing it going oh shit I shouldn't have jumped into this because is this is this going to ruin Starfield for me and with the scores we've had earlier I'm hoping that's not the case but see it's kind of alleviated it a wee bit because most people are saying really good but if you'd asked me yesterday I was starting to think it was a mistake diving back into that because I was like oh god I'm gonna put this thing on and tours and I'm gonna be like I would rather be over there uh um, okay, right, but yeah no i'm, I'm looking forward to jump in seeing what, seeing what it's all about um i like bethesda games i'm not as big a fan as some but um but yeah looks good and yourself Tony, you're jumping in
0: yeah i'm I'm going in open-minded in terms of the rpg it's not that i don't like rpgs i really like skyrim i got I had skyrim on the 360 and the ps3 i can't remember which one i completed on but one i didn't Tried Fallout 3 twice, tried Fallout 4 twice, and just I just didn't enjoy it. I don't know if it was the world more than anything. I just I couldn't get into it. I did try twice, genuinely did. So I'm interested to see if this is going to be the game for me or not. So I'm going in open-minded in that sense. But what I've seen from the rpg I'm looking forward to, I must admit. So um, the negative bits are going to be there. The bits that we've seen that are negative, I'm sure they're going to bug me, especially with playing No Man's Sky recently. But, um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm pretty amped for this, considering I said I wasn't going to play it at launch. So, yeah, I've, I've, done, a, I've done a fair 360 Honestly, like on that Honestly, the thing one.
1: that won me over was the ability of making your own Millennium Falcon, and that was... A, and, and it, it, I'm such a huge Star Wars fan, that's all the switch I needed. I was like, Millennium Falcon, Han Solo, I'm in. <laughs> and that's nice. when I got excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it.
0: My issue is I have no imagination at all like like bases I'm building in No Man's Sky are boring as fuck. So I'm gonna to have to look at a YouTube video how to do because I, I won't be able to do it myself. I have no imagination. This like
2: I really hope <laughs> there's <was a, laughs> really hope there was well. just a button where you build ship and it can just, <laughs> just build ship. I <laughs> just um,
0: yeah. I can't I cannot wait to see how many SS schlongs there are flying around in space because you know <laughs> there's going to be so many cocks and balls and space mm-hmm. in that game. Man. Oh, you could have the Doctor <laughs> Evil one. Yes,
2: of course. <laughs> That's what I need to like. I might build that. I take it back. I'm, I'm on board for the shipbuilding now if I can build on it the Two perfect boys.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> As he holds his hand up to the camera there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, before we start the news, James, I just wanted to have a... Uh... Kind of a sense check on the PlayStation portal. Not just because the pre-orders went live tonight, actually, or today, tonight, depending on where you are. But I thought, Wilson, well, it's been a week. The news dropped last week. Basically, Craig, the day of your recording, Joe, the day before your one recorded. Yeah. So, of course, it was fresh news. It was all, shit, what do we think of this? And listen, I'm not going to read all the blur, but we know, obviously, 1080, 60-frame screen. Uh, it's basically got two dual sensors moulded to the side of it. Cost 199 bucks in both UK and US. No cloud, but I think yet, just my theory. The no Bluetooth thing, again, seemingly don't know 100% confirm, but no Bluetooth. So, listen, it's been a week. You know, what's your kind of sense check on it? You know, have you higher or lower on it? What are, you, what are your kind of thoughts there, hey, Joe? It's
1: such a confusing device because in the beginning I was, I was in because I'm like, yeah, if this is like their answer to like the G Cloud, right, like, I'm, then I'm in on it. Like, I think it's, you know, I think people have been too harsh on the form factor because I actually dig it. I, I, I mean, to me, the dual sense is incredibly ergonomic. And the one thing that I can't stand with anything when it comes to like a Nintendo Switch, the first thing you get is like a, a grip for it. Right. So like it doesn't have to look great as long as it functions great. So to me, in terms of the design, I was like, yes, I'm in. This is actually a handheld that kind of speaks to me. But the more we hear about it the less excited I am about it. Um, So like, I would have loved that this thing could hook up straight to like a PlayStation, you know, server. And I could go out there and play like a, you know, PlayStation three or whatever's on like extra or premium that month. That would have been really awesome. And I would have been in day one But hearing that it is for the most part, just a remote play, you know device or well it is a remote play device that gets me less thrilled because remote play for me and I know it's I, I'm not you know I'm just one case doesn't work great so for me and what I would love to use uh the PlayStation uh portal it's just it it just ain't it now that being said you know I also feel like it's like such a small audience that they're targeting like I've seen a lot of people that either like have kids or a significant other that they share like one TV where they're just like, no, this is a, this is a lifesaver. I'm definitely going to be jumping in on this. I'm not that test case. I don't, I I don't like kids. So (laughs) they ain't going to (laughs) have dad's screen. You know what I mean? So for me, that's not a big issue. So I'm not the audience for it unfortunately
0: yeah that's cool yeah so i I work away from i don't have to share a screen thankfully but i work away from home a lot and that's where recently i've been using remote play to test it out using a backbone and been really really impressed it works really well i played diablo 4 so that's hooking into a server as well Mm -hmm. and it worked really well so i think you're right i think the the audience that it's for it fits yeah the bits that I'm not hot on, except the, the cloud thing, I think I think that's a future patch on it. I don't think, just because it's not cloud today, PlayStation's rumoured to have big plans with cloud, with Project Kronos and stuff, which is yeah. going to escalate the cloud platform way above anything else. So I don't think that's a beyond end all. The thing for me, the biggest complaint that I've seen, and, and mm, mm, rightly so, Craig, I don't know about you, the lack of Bluetooth, man. Um, that's a bit of a shiter. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not great. Um, again, though, I'm like, I would play this sometimes, not enough necessarily to want a purchase day one, but my wife will, and for that reason, we will. Like, she's the biggest slack in the world when it comes to work. She's up there on the Xbox using the game cert all the time, and so she'll use it a lot. So we'll definitely pick one up uh, straight away. Yeah. Um, my concern as well, though, is like obviously it has been sort of aimed more at like. I know, you, like people sort of thought, well, because it's remote play, you can't take it on the go. But I mean, you can, like, it's so. But I feel like it's almost been designed with not that in mind because it does not look highly portable. See to me, it looks like it could break quite easily. Like, obviously, you'd need a pretty good case on it. Like, yeah. you're, you're going to need something that's really robust to put that in because otherwise, I think, like, I actually think it looks okay, but I, I think it looks break. I mean, that's not going to survive a fall.
0: No, no. Although it has mm-hmm. got a sort of strut at the back of it. Yeah. You know, between the two jewel settings, a big white strut. So maybe, maybe that's the support. But, um, I, because it, it doesn't, I don't think it comes with a case, does it? Not like, sure. No. They've not said, which obviously your Steam Deck and that has obviously got a case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit disappointed. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think the the price is reasonable. I've, I've no issue with the price. Yeah. But, you know, having to slap on. £200 pound for headphones, just a Bluetooth with it is, is a bit ropey. Granted, it's got the jack. And of course, if you're using actual, you know, headphones, yep. you're always going to have a jack. So it's not the end of the world, but it's just, it's, it's just for me, Sony's doing a great job just now of becoming the, <clears throat> excuse me, the gaming Apple yeah, and trying to get all these peripheral devices so that you cannot leave the ecosystem. And this is just another little thing where they've just gone, Apple do a great job of that. We'll do the same. And that's that's what this is with those with those headphones basically tethering you to those headphones and nothing else, you know? So
2: it's a bit naughty. This shit's backfired on them before, though. Like, I loved the PlayStation Vita, but those proprietary memory cards were a fucking joke. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they were so expensive. So expensive, yeah. and there was no need for them.
1: Yeah, and I think, like... Uh- the the average consumer is starting to get tired of like the proprietary like headphones that we need in order to like, like this is a portable device. Let me use my AirPods. Why can't I? Oh, because you won't nice, you know? So like, that's, that's the other thing that annoys me. It's yeah, it is like Sony's version of the Apple of, of, of games. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's uh, the reason why people like Apple's ecosystem so much is they tie to, tie together really complementary; They make your experience easier, but like you could still buy third-party headphones for an iPhone and it's not, you know, the worst thing in the world. You can't really do mm-hmm. that with, with, with PlayStation. And that's just a huge bummer. The lack of Bluetooth is a big bummer. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. let me, let me just use my AirPods. It just, I don't know. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of, PlayStation being a little bit greedy. Um, Our main news tonight obviously came last night, um, and it was a bit of a surprise one. Um, The announcement that PlayStation Plus is getting a price increase. Announced at the bottom of a PlayStation blog, announcing the Monster Smash hit Saints Row was coming to the service. (laughs) Details were outlined for the new pricing beginning on November the 6th. PlayStation Plus Essential is increasing from £50 per year to 60, Extra from 84 to 100, and Premium from 100 to 120, making for a 20% price increase. The US, i.e. Joe, were hit higher with a whopping 33% price increase, the top level premium tier, now costing $160 up from 120. According to SIE's Director of Content Acquisitions and Operations, Adam Michael, the price increases will quote, enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service. However, there was no word on what any of those additional value would be and what they were offering. This news is also surprising given recent details from gamesindustry.biz discussing video game sales in the US. All wasn't so rosy if it was heavily invested in the subscription model, as subscription services have plateaued. U.S. consumer spending on video game subscription services has settled in at around $400 million per month after having first reached that level in November 2021. Subscription fatigue, fewer available dollars for discretionary spending due to higher food and fuel prices, slow mass market adoption of cloud gaming and a strong slate of new premium releases may be contributing to the factors to the slowdown. Adding to this another story from gamesindustry.biz Patrick O'Donnell from stockbroking firm Goodbody was asked about weaker projection from Devolver and Tiny Build and he said in quote we have seen from Devolver and Tiny Build that subscription is under pressure at the moment he goes on to say the checks from Sony and Microsoft are just not as big as they were and that creates problems pro- uh, that creates problems if you're concentrated on that side of the market Craig, I'll come to you first because obviously you've not had a chance to comment on this because obviously you recorded the weekly one on Tuesday so you kind of missed this. Yeah. I've not seen... I've got a couple of defences for this, right enough, but I've not seen anybody go, okay, the outcry on this is quite mental. Even the most loyal of fanboys are going, this is bullshit. People are already cancelling their subscriptions renewals yeah. already. No. With no word on any benefits that may come about, you know, rumoured, you know, rumoured things about showcasing that could obviously make this information not so bad. We don't know. But
2: yeah, fire away. I'm pretty sure there's a few people in our Discord playing it down, or not? Oh,
0: that's the usual,
2: the usual couple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Chris. Um, <laughs> look, it, it doesn't, it doesn't anger me specifically like I mean you're saying about how uh, subscription numbers are plateauing and that's exactly why this has came because the likes of Sony have looked and went we're not getting more subscribers so we'll just extract more money out of the ones that are there because you need to increase profits like this is a company that they need to constantly be showing growth and if they can't show growth in numbers of subscribers they'll show growth in how much they can rip out the ones that are there and that's what they're going to do i I do think it was i've often I, i know joe that we've got different pr for sony in the uk it was doing the us and i've never been massively impressed with sony's pr in the uk and i just i do have to wonder about announcing an increase at the same time as announcing a pretty disappointing lineup and also doing it two days before starfield comes out it just feels like could you have not done that all at once like if you're gonna announce a price increase, would you not I personally would be like, like, can we put together quite a good lineup here then? Before we do yes. this? Like so that it's like that offsets it a bit. And it's like, aye, it's not great, but what about this? Like, that's a really good offer. And this is the kind of thing we're gonna give you going forward. Or like not when Xbox is releasing their biggest game of the generation and are riding a wave. Like it just it just seems like you're I don't know, Has Sony just went, right, let's just get it all out of the way at once.
0: Hmm. With such a large, it's, I think as well, obviously it's such a large increase. Joe, I know obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, I know obviously you'll, you'll comment on the inflation thing, uh, which I know a lot of people are, but, you know, 20%, 30%, 40%, it, it's significant now. Yeah,
1: it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it is what yeah. it is. It's, it's like a, it's, it's like a death by a thousand cuts. And it, Sony is somehow succeeding despite itself. Um, yeah. You know, look, at the beginning of this generation, they're like, we're going to raise the price of games, right? Or 60 to 70 over here in the States. And we're like, okay, as much as I don't like it, I, I get the logic because we haven't seen a price increase on games since like the mid 2000s over here, right? So like, I understand and begrudgingly and then all of a sudden they raise the price of the console by 50 bucks right and then you're like whoa inflation this inflation that that's hurting my 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 bottom line console still sells well despite it and then you have this news and It's a 35% increase here, right? Like inflation here in the States has gone down month over month in the past, like I think three, four months, still incredibly high. People are still hurting. 35% increase. Again, I would have understood if this was like the 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 rub beginning of this generation, you know, they raised the price during the PS4 gen, I think uh, like during the launch of the PS4 by 10 bucks. If this was like a 10 buck increase, I've been like, all right. I sadly yeah. understand, but this yeah. just seems like it's greedy. <laughs> it yeah, just, there's yeah. no, there's no other way around it. And at the same exact time, I sound very privileged because look, say what you will about Saints Row. I saved 20 bucks. I was going to buy that uh like a month or two ago. So like there is this give and take where like the games I'm still getting from PlayStation Essential and even from extra, like, you know, see, Th- oh, sorry, I keep on saying these see a stars. They're great games. So, like, the value is still there. It's just there isn't anything warranting the price hike other than PlayStation PlayStation stating that they can. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that sucks. If this was, you know, we said it on on the trophy room this week. If they were like, and we're guaranteeing that every, you know, uh, every month PlayStation Extra and Up gets, you know, a dope indie game, you know, day one. This would hurt a lot less, right? If if Cocoon was day one, if like I don't know, Eliza P, right, day one. If um, what's the other one? Like uh, Somerville just came out on PlayStation. If those were like day ones, then yeah, that that could make more sense. But right now, the service is inconsistent, especially when it comes to the premium tier. Is what I'm I'm really looking at. It's incredibly inconsistent on the content on the value end. There is even if they add, you know, better cloud support, which is rumored that they're about to announce, I don't even see that as the big pull for me. No. No. PlayStation
2: it's, it's, PlayStation Premium seems like a social experiment just to see who's willing yeah. to do it. And I'm one of them, so I'm part of the problem. But it's just well, it, And I was I was willing to do it because
1: there was an awesome deal for it. Yeah. And I yes. stacked on my yes. ears. And so like for me, it's yeah. like I feel like part of Sony knows that people stack the you know the yearly memberships probably around Black Friday, um, and so they're just like, here's a way to make that hurt a little less for us, um, mm-hmm. by but and also still giving the illusion of like value to people that are going to re up, and they're maybe even banking on because they have the numbers on them of how many people have these years stacked. And by twenty twenty six or twenty twenty eight, how many of those people are actually gonna really cancel their subscriptions? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So like that's the cynical look is just like we can talk a big game in the gaming industry, but we we barely ever back it up, you know? Yeah. So yeah.
0: I think as well, it's the thing that's also quite interesting that, that people might not be might not be aware of is that this is only affecting you if you pay annually. If you're yes. someone who pays monthly or pays quarterly, there's no change at all. This is only for people who pay all up front, and the discount you get from not paying monthly is now just a little bit less. So it's not for everyone, and and to be fair, there's probably a good percentage of people that pay monthly. Like, I wouldn't pay it up front annually if I didn't get a good deal on it. I wouldn't go and give PlayStation 100, 200, 400, quid, no chance. So I would pay it monthly as well, like I do with Disney Plus and whatever else. So, yeah, I think if you're on that, there's no change, you're probably not that bothered, so... Again, they'll crunch the numbers. The thirty-three percent increase on the ones who pay annually. How many will actually leave? Ten percent. Great, we're still quids in capitalism, baby. You know, it's um, <laughs> it all goes round. Yeah, I think that the you know the the concern for me, obviously, when you're seeing numbers like this about you know about subscription numbers plateauing, and, okay, so what's what's what does that mean then? Well, it just means, like Craig said, oh, well, we need to make more money, so we need to charge people more. And then think about, well, it's, you know, it's not just PS Plus that's plateauing, it's Game Pass as well. And then think about, obviously, you know, we spoke about Starfield already, and I think to myself, my God, because you've got a subscription service there that hasn't moved for two years, despite the games you've got coming out, despite the fact you've got Starfield in the works. This is what I just think, like... I get why they do it. I get the day one thing. I get the Game Pass thing. If that's what they want to do, fine. But why shoot yourself in the foot? Why not Why not put games just cross-platform? Why make them exclusive then? If you're not getting any extra value at a Game Pass, for example... Give us... Give PlayStation user Starfield. Give them Redfall. No, don't give them Redfall. <laughs> you know, do something. It just... You know, if... Because ultimately, if it's plateauing over there, you release the biggest game of the generation over there, and numbers don't move. Well, what's the answer? Well, you charge people 35 quid for the real release date, let's be honest. Yeah. Or you just go, well, we're just propped up by Microsoft anyway, so... And it's just like, well, do something else then. Change it up, mix it up. Because these numbers aren't going to shift. This plateauing thing is clearly becoming a pattern. The fact that Sony no longer from this quarter aren't telling you the PS Plus numbers, that was a big clue that something ain't all that rosy with these numbers, you know? Because they always show that.
2: Go for it, up. Greg. Oh, I was just going to say, I, th- I think Xbox, are, they're playing the long game. I think they're, okay. trying to, they're trying to put themselves in a position where when consoles aren't a factor anymore, they're in a better position than Sony. And I think they're willing to ride it out until that time. Like I, I feel like what Xbox have done with Game Pass, it's almost like they're they're trying to push towards a future too quickly. And I think that's why Sony are doing really well just now because I think most gamers still want the console. They're like, I'm not really, I don't want to move to this cloud future. But I feel like I know Sony are making big moves towards it, but I still think Xbox have got that big head start. And I mm-hmm. think Xbox are sort of banking on their not being. A PlayStation Six, or well, I think there will be a PlayStation Six, but they don't want to be part of that generation. When PlayStation release a right. PlayStation Six, they want to be like, no, no, this is the future. We're on your TV, and it works perfectly, and you don't have to buy. Like when Sony are trying to market the PlayStation Six, I see Xbox being like, we're an app, and it works perfectly, and you don't have to spend five hundred yeah. pound, and you can just pick up a controller. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, you're right. Because the reality is, sorry, the reality is of that you're right. If you've got if you've got an app on your TV. Or even just maybe a small cloud box, you've got that's a big difference. You know, like five hundred quid difference between what that could be. That's years worth of content mm, yeah. straight away. You know, someone who doesn't need that, someone buys a, but you know, need to upgrade their TV, so they buy a new Samsung. and They've got the Game Pass app. Yeah, you're right. You know, you go well. There's five hundred quid. There's three years of Game Pass gone, yeah. just like that.
1: And I, you know, I think Greg, you hit it on on the head here there, where it's like Xbox is about breaking down the barriers of entry. PlayStation is look at how they're marketing PlayStation, right? It's premium. Well, what makes PlayStation premium other than PlayStation saying it's premium? Now, you can add in your head going games. Their games Mm -hmm. are the best. And that's purely like, you know, opinion, right? Like, that's my opinion. They're my favorite publisher. (laughs) They rarely make a miss for me. But at the same exact time, that's kind of like it, Uh, you know? So, like, other than some price tags, there's nothing really making it truly different other than four or five games a year from my PlayStation to my Xbox. So, you know, I think Xbox is playing the long game. That's for sure. I'm just concerned as I've been since day one, when we talk about the ABK deal and, um, you know, with them consolidating so much of the market that we know, Right uh, I pull up a, a tweet from Zermina Khan uh, over at PS Lifestyle. She writes, "The volition closure is proof that the way games business is being run is not sustainable unless you're putting out hit after hit. Bioware take notes. And I would say hmm. the industry take notes. You're putting out huge games like Starfield. You're putting out huge games like Halo Infinite, right? Fable, uh, Hellblade, right? Clockwork Revolution. Um, you name it. If that number stays at 30 or it doesn't grow the way it wants to, you know, or at the pace it, it they they would like it to, if Call of Duty does not push that needle for them, that's my irrational fear that, like, sometimes people get to quell, but I it, it always irks in the back of my head of, like, so what happens if they don't hit the number that they want?
2: Yeah. What happens? Because that's scary. I think it's, it's going to happen it is going to happen. I just, I don't think there's enough people that are willing to jump on board with subscriptions. Like, I, 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 my hope would be that they go, oh, that was a bad idea, and everything gets reversed, and subscriptions go away, because I don't like them. I use them, because they're, mm. they save me money, but I would rather go back to having to pay for my games. Yeah, I and mean, we were even
1: seeing yeah. folks from Larian, uh, some of the, the head developers, going, listen, you want to support our game? Like, the best way of doing it? Like And they were talking about this situation, is like, buy our game. Uh, you're you're starting to hear him say it out loud. Yeah, you know. So that's it's it, it 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 is a scary future we're we're headed into, and some people are cheering blinding blindingly. I don't know. That's a word I'll make up because right now the short term, oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, what what until it is not, and then yeah. what happens, right? Until you get your Netflix, your Disney Plus, your whatever. Type of situations, then what happens? Like think, think long term here. That's the thing that gets me, gets me um, concerned, and I'm right there with you, Greg. I hate, I hate subscription services. I hate them so much. And I'm looking actively of like, okay, like for example, our family splits Netflix, and I'm trying to urge them like, can we just? We don't need it. It's garbage. <laughs> you know, like we don't need Hulu guys. Like it's kind of the, those things. It's just, it's a deal until it's not. Yeah, And uh, yep. we're headed into that reality faster than we, we think it, we are. So yeah. I don't know yeah. it concerns me. I'm not saying that game passes the worst or is a, you know, whatever. It's just right now, what we're starting to hear from developers and publishers is what I've been dreading for, yep. for the next, you know, For the last year or two. That said, though, I do have to get my mother lunch. She has COVID. Everybody, (laughs) audience, I'm being a good son, so I'll be back in like five ten minutes. No problem. No worries. Hold the fort. (laughs) We'll We'll
0: just we'll just edit we'll just edit this out. Craig, it's fine. That's fine. Right, Joe is back. We are good to go again. Um, spoiler warning for anyone listening, um, we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok, which may include some ending stuff. So if you've not played it and you maybe want to play it, skip ahead to the next bit about Astrobot. Um So yeah, listen, um, is God of War Ragnarok getting a DLC? It will be, according to Serial Leaker, The Snitch, and an article in Push Square, which reads... An expansion to the uber-popular PlayStation first-party exclusive God of War Ragnarok is allegedly deep in development, according to, their, according to the notoriously cut snitch. It should be noted that while there was a period where the infamous internet tipster was flawless, the Twitter account has changed hands, therefore the reliability of the, of the source is more debatable than before. Recently, the social media Snoop revealed seemingly accurate details about Rise of the Ronin, so it does appear to be familiar with Sony's internal affairs. The snitch went on to say the development is 60% complete, and the release is planned for next year. Craig, I, I will come to you, even though I don't believe you finished the game, so you can't have much to say about this DLC, do you?
2: Well, my initial thought was that this is like Russian dolls, because Ragnarok was DLC. So this is DLC oh, of DLC. Oh, 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 oh my God! There's the punchline. This man. <laughs>
0: the slander. There's the punchline. The slander. The slam dunk. No,
2: I'll, I'll, that's what you wanted to say. All I say is this makes perfect sense. Like Ragnarok was fucking huge. Like everyone was like, no, no, they're moving on from God of War after this, and I was like, no, they fucking are not because it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much money. If there's too much money on the table. Why would you move away from it? Yeah. And um it makes sense to keep going for me. I mean I haven't finished the story, I will go back and finish it like I did with 2018. But um but yeah, it makes sense. Just keep foot want it, give them it. And and it's yeah. it's it almost sorry, it almost seems like that You you have you have more. No, I see it just it almost <laughs> seems like this might be like Sony's new tactic. Like it, this is what they did with Forbidden West. Like a year later, here's an yeah. a bit of added content, now they're doing the same again with um with ragnarok and i wonder if that's going to be a model going forward like see roundabout about the time they are going to add their games to playstation plus here's extra content for 25 pound 30 pound mm. uh,
1: and it's not actually like listen if they're the quality of uh of burning shores then like that's not a strategy i i, I hate to be honest because no, like, that's, that's a good little bite size. yeah that's a good little bite-sized story so yeah i, I dig that that approach a lot but uh for me, I'm interested where they go into it. So, like, if this is DLC, well, we got our, I mean, the story's wrapped up. So, I would think that this is kind of a, uh, we're going to dip our toes into a story that we're going to, we're going to test the waters. Okay, Greg, here it is. We're going to test the waters with a game without Kratos is going to look like. Um. That's, that's what the. That's the challenge because Kratos is just iconic. The Leviathan axe is iconic. The blades of chaos. How do you do it without all of that? And how do you make Loki the god of war? Um, those are, those are the issues that they're going to have. Now they, you saw a little bit of it with Atreus, you know, being playable, but it wasn't nearly as fleshed out as I would have liked that combat to be. And that combat is going to be, again, just the play style of, of Atreus is going to be way different than Kratos. So, there's a lot of question marks in my head where it's like, how how do they make all this work? But there was no way that they were, Gregorite Wright, moving away from God of War. It's just, it's yeah. too huge. When you sell 11 million copies in, what is it, like three months? Yeah, no, you're- you're going to keep that that cash cow for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they they always said that they were finished with the north side, weren't they for Kratos? They, they never they never stipulated that God of War was done. I always said with the, with the ending to the game, I always said there would be a DLC because it ended obviously with um with Atreus, Loki wanting to go and kind of find himself, you know, and I think we spent too much time playing with him, giving him more abilities, maybe not enough. You know what you're saying, Joe, but plenty of abilities. And the fact that you had the support role with Anger Boda as well. So her being with him at the end, none of that's a coincidence. I think there's going to be... In my head, and I said this at the end of the game, there's going to be a Miles Morales-esque game. Technically not a DLC, but it is. And it'll be yeah. his little adventure that's going to be sub-10 hours long. Him and Anger Boda whatever adventure is and i think that's what you're gonna get
1: yeah and that's what i actually kind of want to see as well yeah i want to see what mischief (laughs) uh atreus is gonna find himself in in what pantheon is he gonna be headed into um yeah those are the questions in my head but again like Kratos, that, that, that story's over. So they do have to do something different is, and my, my question is like, and, and I think maybe this is a perfect why it probably is DLC. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of asking the fans, Hey, are you okay with this? And can we go forward with this idea without you going, here's God of War, you know, eight and a half, uh, and it, and it doesn't do as well as Sony, Sony wants. So like, yeah. I think it's um, it's a good way of testing the waters for sure.
0: I I often speculated that that's what um, Naughty Dog did with the Lost Legacy. They were testing the water, not just as a future without Nate, but a future with essentially a Lara Croft, you know, because and. and given the fact that there's speculation that the next Uncharted, which I don't actually want, but is going to be Cassie Drake based on a little snippet from an advert I wonder if that was the sort of litmus test for that as well, so listen, you could be spot on um, that that's exactly what the DLC is going to be, I would still like to have, that's a thing I, in my head, I would love to continue with Kratos and, and go and take him maybe to ancient Egypt or something an Egyptian setting would be amazing you know, or something like that
1: Dude, I would really love like Chinese lore, Japanese like um like mythology like do something we we are we don't know. That would have me really really interested. Cuz like Egyptian lore like we know, Greece of course, we know, Roman uh mythologies the same as Greek. So like it's just like there's different pantheons that we can get into that are different that could invite some cool challenges. To that team yeah and so if, if i'm a team i i want to challenge myself and i think that's that's where you can you can go but yeah you know
2: egypt could work it could definitely work
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I, feel, I feel like i mean obviously like i said i didn't finish ragnarok but the atreus parts that i played certainly were not as good as the kratos parts for me anyway and so I think you will get this DLC, but after that I think they will go back to him. I, I don't think the next trilogy is going to be low-key. I mean, it could be, but I, I think you will get... I was, think you will. Was get that
0: low-key or low-key?
2: Low-key. <laughs> I think you'll get Kratos in a different in a different setting. And so do you see when you, you see so you guys kind of liken this to Miles Morales? Are you expecting it to be a standalone? Or are you expecting it to be DLC? Um, I think it'll be DLC.
0: I think it'd be classes, it maybe as an expansion. But, but do you think you do you think um, you'll need
2: Ragnarok to play it, like no. you, you did with Forbidden West? No, oh, that's a good shout.
0: That's a good shout. I suppose it depends. It depends how much Sony want to fleece your pockets,
2: because then yeah. because that could be a way. See if they if they release this when Ragnarok goes on to PlayStation Plus, then that could be a way where you're like, well, well I'll sub to that so that I've got the base game, so that I can then play the expansion, maybe. They're yeah. looking for ways to try and boost the, the numbers, although you would imagine that most yeah, people that yeah. are interested have the service anyway.
0: Yeah. It would it would make sense it's DLC, wouldn't it? Because obviously it's a continuation of a story. At least with Miles, you can you could have jumped in. You didn't need Spider-Man for it, so I yeah. Really, not sure. I sure.
1: Th- I think without, because you don't want to leave kind of money wise. on the Yeah, you don't want to leave money on the table. Or maybe, maybe you do because you want to see what the fans are going to think of it. So I don't know. It could go either way.
2: That's a good, uh, great question, though. I mean, see, selfishly, like, I wanted, like, I still haven't played Burning Shores just because I, I often don't play DLCs. I'm going to at some point, yeah, but, same. like, I. Would have preferred had that been a standalone and it's for trophy reasons like i want i'm like i wanted <laughs> uh, burning shores to have a platinum i want this to have a platinum like i want it as a separate package like i wanted phantom liberty same. to be separate as well like still same. the same price still a, a, a cut price but yeah give me that as a separate download like a separate tile a separate platinum a separate. Everything.
1: and that's how you're gonna get dumb platinum hunters like
2: myself because yeah. I, I would just do it <laughs> yeah. just for that yeah yeah definitely (laughs) but but before we move on Craig what country are you from again? I am from uh, Sweden you're from Scotland as well Scotland yes
0: yeah so it's Kratos not Kratos so moving on sticking with Push Square and this could be the new PSVR 2 this could be the news PSVR 2 users have been waiting for the website writes it might not come as much of a shock But it looks like PlayStation is plotting more Astro Bot. The eagle-eyed Gamatsu spotted that Sony has submitted a bunch of trademarks for the character in Europe, suggesting something may be afoot. While there's no specific evidence of a new game in here, we wouldn't bet against the pint-sized protagonist reappearing in the very near future. Astro Bot has organically became a bit of a PlayStation icon. He first appeared in the free PS4 tech demo The Playroom only to later earn more of a starring role in PSVR pack in the Playroom VR. This led to the full blown AstroBot Rescue Mission game before he finally found fame as the playable character in the excellent Astro's Playroom on PS5. Since then developer Team Asobi has transformed into a full blown first party developer and has assumed to be working on a new game, presumably for PS5 or PSVR 2. As it's been several years since the release of Astro's Playroom, now is likely when we'll see the return of him and the next project in the near future. Especially if these trademarks are evidence of an impending announcement. Craig, you've got v- you've got PSVR2, mm-hmm. Joe. Yes. Yep. So I'm assuming you guys have been wanting Astro on this device since day one, and you've been disappointed ever since it's not been on.
1: Yep. Yes. Right?
0: Yeah, good, good. <laughs> so I mean, oh obviously this you know there's 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 pure speculation. I, I've always lived my life that there's no smoke without fire and you don't register trademarks in Europe for the crack. Um so I I've, I've always think, well it's not much of a coincidence. So um I take it excited by the possibility of this and presumably yeah. if there is a future Astro, it's going to be I imagine both VR2 and PS5. I can't imagine it being just PSVR2.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I kind of was was hinting at this week, which is as much as I love PlayStation VR, too, it is a small install base. Um And I think for that team, it would be a very, really interesting thing of watching them tinker of how they build a kind of cross platform platformer. Right. Because like <sighs> Rescue Mission was very much a game where. VR was at the front and center, but those controllers weren't. You were still using the gamepad for it. So this new Astrobot would be using the new move controllers or sense controllers. And, um, and I would, I would be very interested to see if they also implement the controller feature and seeing how they can maybe link up a PS5 user with, like, a PSVR user maybe, like, running some type of co-op between the two. That would excite me
2: as an Astro fan, you know? Yeah, Craig? Yeah, I think, like, ever since PlayStation VR 2 was announced, it's, my stance has been that there's no point, not no point, you should have VR-specific games, but in terms of, like, a AAA game, it's far too big a risk to make a AAA VR game. You should make a AAA game that's playable in VR. And to me, Astrobot Rescue Mission, I think, was an incredible PSVR 1 game. I got the Platinum. I loved it. Uh, The fact that it's not shown up in PSVR 2 so far is utterly baffling. The only thing I can think is that they're holding off so they can use it as part of the marketing for a next game. And at this point, you have VR users who, I mean, anyone that had a PSVR 1 played Rescue Mission. I've never heard anyone say they didn't enjoy it. And so when the PS5 came out, you had Astro's Playroom packed in, and that did really well. Like I think better than Sony expected, to be honest, but everyone, just with all the callbacks and everything, it was such a perfect pack-in. It showed you how to use the controller. It showed so much love for PlayStation's history. It's brilliant. It's, It's as if PlayStation has finally got the mascot they've been looking for. And so with this new game, I think there'd be a lot of people pissed off if it was VR only. Like a lot of people that are like, so I invested in this when I got my PS5, it was sitting there on on my my home screen as soon as I installed it. Um, and now I'm not getting to do this unless I, am not getting to play this unless I pay a premium for a VR headset that I don't want. Whereas I think if you made it a non-VR game, you would have VR users going, hey, this was our thing. And now you're ripping yeah. it away, you know, you're ripping it away from us. So I think it almost has to be VR and non VR compatible. Yeah. I, and I think again,
1: it's, it's Sony not leaving money on the table, saying that they are supporting PlayStation VR with first party content and then not missing out on the cash cow that is your PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, yeah, PlayStation fans, the hardcore audience love Astro. And so to me, I, I, I do see him. As the new face of like the mascots, like mm-hmm. it is to me, it's like Ratchet, Rivet and Astro. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's what we got right now. And I think we need to see more of them. So, uh, yeah, more places, the better Definitely. for me. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just as a sort of side question, Joe. A, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, I did an episode, and, and I got a couple of VR guys on, and I just kind of wanted to sense check then, Obviously, six months of VR. How you know What's your kind of six months in feeling with PSVR two?
1: It's just collected dust. I don't know any games that are on it. I I have. I what? What's a video game on v, VR? <laughs> <laughs> That's my best McCaffrey impersonation. Um. I've enjoyed it quite a bit Uh when people are like they don't support it nearly enough. I'm like, no, I just don't think you're into VR and you're not, you know, listening to the news on the ground for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much um it's very much being supported, but it's being lifted up by indie developers and yeah. the enthusiast field. So like. To me, it's like, if you're not into VR, you're never going to pay attention to it. That's why you don't know if there's any games that come out. But like, uh Synapse is by far the best PlayStation VR game out there right now. It's yeah. amazing. Like, I love Synapse. I can't sing that game's praises enough. There's games to be played on it. I think for the simple fact, then ignore that motorcycle just going by, Um, for the simple fact that like, they got Beat Saber now. Like, that's so huge. That's, that's the game I play the most on my PlayStation VR. Um, it goes to show that, yeah, there is an audience that wants these things that are clamoring for them and that are playing them. Um, so yeah, I mean, knowing that there is a PSVR game coming out, I think was it every week until the year's end. Yeah. PlayStation is supporting it in a big way. Could it be bigger? Yeah. Absolutely. But um, you know, there's more games than just Half Life Alex out there mm-hmm. that people can play, and there's great experiences to be had. So again, if you haven't played Synapse, go for it. And Greg, it's an easy Platinum as well. It's not, it's not terribly difficult. So
2: yeah, I yeah. love, I love the game. I, lo-
1: I love my PSVR.
2: I, I, really do. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it's, it's really good. I haven't played it as much as I had anticipated, but it's more because of the amazing year we've had. It's just been just trying to fit everything in. Um, sure. but I mean, like I've said this before, like, if see if you look, if you go onto Open Critic and you sort the games by VR and PSVR2, tell me that there's not good games on there because some of the ratings for some of those games, yeah, granted, some of them have been ported from PSVR1, yeah. but you could put that launch line up against anything. And, and you're totally right. The people that are saying that there's no games for it is the people that aren't looking and the people that are just wanting to bash it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's
2: all it yeah. is it's at the end the, of
0: the day. yeah. It's the gamer way. It's the gamer way. Yeah. <laughs> wait till you wait till you see that user score over the weekend for Starfield to tell ya. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Holy ridiculous. shit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I
0: tell you what, man. That's that shit's gonna end with a three point five by Sunday night, I tell you It's gonna be horrendous, man. You're not, you're not, oh, t- you're not it's optimistic. so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. <laughs> All right, listen, let's move on. That's our news done. Um, I'll go first, just very, very quickly. Um, this week, I've actually put about 15 hours into No Man's Sky since the, um, the the new expansion was added. Craig, you know, I've gone to bat for No Man's Sky for as long as you've known me. Um, fucking, I just, I love the game. It's so good. And it's so immersive. Um, and... It's one of these games I wish I had more time to play it because you could... I mean, there's people that have. You could sink hundreds, if not thousands of hours into this if you wanted to. It's almost its almost endless. Um, but it's so good. And the update's brilliant. And I just wish I had more time to play it. So if you haven't checked out No Man's Sky, please do so. If you have a VR, yeah. if you have VR 2 and you don't have No Man's Sky... You're doing yourself a
2: disservice. That's that's what I was going to say. To, to, to take that back into VR, it's had that update and it's meant to be incredible yeah, yeah, now. It's yeah,
0: that's, well, obviously Jamie who who uh, twitches for for Pure Dead Gaming, he um, he's loving it. And uh, another guy that I know that's got VR too, he was like, "Holy shit, this is an experience." Especially, you actually don't want to get out of your ship. You want to stay in your ship the whole time and just fly around. It's, uh, so to be fair, Jamie's actually he's invited me around which I'm a little bit tentuous about mm-hmm, you know <laughs> <Bring a condom. laughs> going at his house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring a butt plug more like, you know.
2: <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs>
0: that's
2: got that's got and a that's got live stream written all over it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, excited to play that. So cool. Um Craig, one of your favourite games in the last few years, you were the only person on this planet that didn't get bugs in Cyberpunk, you keep telling us. But you, um, you're you on your third playthrough.
2: Yes. Yeah. I finished Remnant 2, and I was looking for something to play before Starfield. And I was concerned because one of my most anticipated games, even though it's an expansion for this year, is Phantom Liberty. And Looks fantastic oh, by Oh man. man, I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> <all> wait. I <sighs> cannot wait, dude. Honestly. The changes I was not that they're making. This. Yeah.
0: I was not playing this this year. I'm like, oh my God, this looks great.
1: Greg, full stop. I, I got into Cyberpunk last year. Um, after the the PS5 patch like back in, like, September, October, it has become one of my favorite games of all time. Mm, Brilliant. It is is one of the best stories in video games. It is the best story in an RPG. Um, It's phenomenal. But my question is, like, why not wait till 2.0? I know.
2: (sighs) Right, so, well, the reason is... Tell me. Like, like you say, I, I totally agree with you with Cyberpunk. I honestly, I, I'm not the biggest RPG guy, so this isn't maybe like the statement that it could be from others, but it's my favourite RPG that I've ever played. Like, I just I absolutely love the world. I love that that, that. that The setting's just incredible. The characters are so deep and nuanced and brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, so I played this back at launch on PS4, but on PS5 with Battle's Compatibility. I didn't have any problems with it. Well, a few minor problems, but it was okay. Uh, 133 hours, straight through it, loved it. Um then at the beginning of this year I decided I was going to do a second run. And I only to be fair I didn't finish it. I got maybe twenty hours in and I think I got distracted with some reviews or something. But the reason I've jumped back into it is because I don't know if you remember Donnie, but back I think it was around about April, I had an issue with my PS5 and the whole thing wiped itself. Yes. And for some reason my saves hadn't been getting backed up to the cloud. So the 20 hours that I'd put in on PS5 got deleted, and I was like, right, well, that's not the end of the world. I've still got my PS4 save. It won't matter. But um, about a week and a half ago, I was just looking through my cloud saves, and for some reason, I, don't, I need to figure out what's going on with my cloud saves, because I didn't have an end game cloud save. I only had a, the latest save I had was from 12 hours into the game, and for Phantom Liberty, you have to be at a certain point in the story, or you cannot Pick up the, the, the expansion, and I'm not exactly sure where that is. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up my PS4 save from 12 hours in, I'm going to import it into PS5, and I'm going to just batter through it so that I know when the expansion drops, I'm good to go. Because on the 26th, yeah. I want to play the new content. Oh, okay, that's fair. Enough. That's fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was confused by this. So I take it then the expansion takes place before the End of the game, man.
2: it must do. All I all I heard was that you have to be at a certain point in the game to unlock the expansion. I think it is at the end,
1: right? I think, or, or, or very much near it, because there are elements in Cyberpunk that I the the trailer seemingly exploring mm-hmm. that you don't see mm-hmm. until very late in the game, at least how I played right. it. Yeah, so. I have yeah, been I've been I'm, trying I've
2: been trying to avoid as much of the Phantom Liberty stuff as possible because I want to go out in as blatant fair. as I can. Uh, but yeah, I just I know you have you to. You
1: just all but isn't in it. People are just kidding around, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah. if anyone that hasn't played Cyberpunk and they do want to play it, best advice I've got for you is play as a net runner build. It mm-hmm. is so much fun. Mm-hmm. You can basically play the game without even firing a bullet by just using all your technology Kill and melt enemies. It was one of the most fun I've had in combat in a game. It would be easily be top ten. It is that good. Not having to use a gun, you can if you want to. You did, but just such a great idea. And the uh, netrunner build
2: is what to use. See, one of my favourite games of the sort of modern era is DsX Human Revolution. I just loved that game, uh, and uh, they also brought out like, the director's cut. And so I went through I got the thousand G on Xbox, the plat the two Platinums and PlayStation. And to do that you had to like go through the whole game without killing a single person. And I love that sort of stuff. I love stealth. And you're right, that is the way to play Cyberpunk. Like it it feels to me, Cyberpunk feels like the promise of what DSX said set out to do. It's like it it took that and just blew it up. I absolutely love it.
0: Cool. And Joe, um, one thing you won't know about me probably is the fact that I am, I'm a, an old school turn based fan. Um, mm. And sadly, because of releases we've had in the last couple of years, JRPGs are sitting on my backlog like we wouldn't believe. And I'm, sadly, I'm going to have to add another one called Sea of Stars to Ooh. my backlog. Such as life because there's just too many games. Too many. too many games. Too many games. Talk to us about Sea of Stars because you're playing it.
1: Guys, do not sleep on Sea of Stars because I'm the opposite of you. All right. I am not a turn-based guy. Turn-based combat is usually the first. If it's not like XCOM like combat, I'll fall asleep. Like it's just not doing it for me. I've never been. Um, you know, the, the renaissance of like the, the PlayStation one or two, like RPGs totally missed that train. I just, I was, I was too busy playing Mario. So for me, I don't have the love or admiration or nostalgia for, you know, the 2D, you know, turn-based combat that everybody else seems to love. I don't know what it is about CS Stars though. Again, this is a game that is, it's everything on paper. This game shouldn't be for me. This is a JRPG. I know it's a slur now. Inspired game. Heavily. Right. It wears It's love for what is it? A chrono trigger on its sleeve. Um, yep. it's got, I believe the same composer as well. If I'm not mistaken. Um, it's, it is a love letter to all the old JRPGs that, that were before. And at the same exact time, just feeling like it, it's learned all it needed to from them and more. So Sea of Stars mm-hmm. is just, it's just beautiful like there there's nothing yep. that looks quite like it other than you know like a, yeah like a chrono cross right but even yeah. then it it just it looks unique the color palette that they're using is just so vibrant uh everything whether it's a corridor whether you're climbing a mountain whether you're going down a waterfall it's just they they got the colors down just precision um yeah the combat itself, or actually, you know, let's go a little bit further on the the level design of this game as well. Like, it really does reward you of going out there and exploring. There are some, like, chests out there that are really, like, in your face. It's right there. But there are some that are, like, hidden, just like back in the day. Like, it's very obscured by, like, just like this rock in front of you in this very like like corner and then you find it and it's actually like a piece of uh, like gear that yeah one of your party members could definitely use um the traversal in this game as well is also incredibly intuitive like there are like platforming-esque elements and they're not Heavy, um, and it doesn't lean on itself too much in that regard, but it's enough there to keep your hands occupied. And it's enough there to, to, you know, not feel like it's a burden onto the player as well, right? Cause it's trying to be that RPG now onto the combat. So I don't really have anything to really base this game off of because I am not a turn based fan. But what I will tell you is that this combat to me, gives me like Octopath Traveler vibes a bit, right? That's the the place I can go to. So you have three party members, uh, two of which are uh, brother and sister. Um, I play as Valar. I don't know the brother's name. I'll be honest, because I thought he was lame. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that being said, or I thought his design was lame. Uh, that being said, each one of these characters have a different elemental ability. For example, I have Knight. Like abilities. Uh, like I thought I, I have like a, a boomerang that I toss at enemies. That's like one of my special abilities. And when I toss a boomerang at people, I can actually deflect it from my staff and it'll hit that same enemy again, or it'll go across the map, act like an AoE. And as many times as I could deflect this boomerang is the amount of times I'll be able to actually hit everybody on the map. It's really like intuitive in that way. Um, yeah, you know, the fire guy's ability. Is he summons or one of his basic abilities is he summons a big giant fireball and you, the player actively have to charge it up to get the biggest explosion to do that type of splash damage. And then they have combos. So the cool thing about this game is you build combo points by doing perfect parries, which lessen enemy damage towards you. So if something was supposed to be a critical hit, it's no longer, or if it's just a regular hit, it's like halved. And you also have bonus hits. So if you hit the 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 cross button at the right time, You're able to get a second little hit in and that'll build your combo meter. Um, currently I'm at the ability where I can have three, um, three meter combos. Now, these combos, you don't want to save them to the big boss. They go away after every encounter. So you do, you are incentivized to actually use them. And these abilities could be something as, you know, pivotal as healing the whole group, or it's something of, hey, let's just rain down like meteors. On these people. And this, they, you do these cool little actions between both of the main characters that like are always epic to see. So it's like you're charging an ultimate in Destiny, but it's more rewarding because it happens much more seldomly. So when you do those big combos, it feels like I worked my way to do that thing. Um, the combat is just stellar stellar the one thing that i really like from this game as well you're picking up items in the beginning you can't tell like how many hit points a basic enemy has you actually pick up items in the game that tell you that. So if you don't want to know that, if you want the game to be a little bit harder, you could like take those rings off. It's kind of similar to like Final Fantasy 16 in that regard. And accessibility options are there. There's difficulty modes very much early on that make the game harder or easier, depending on how you want to play that game. Um, the cool thing though, I'm playing on normal. I'm not trying to, I don't have anything to prove, is when you're knocked out, You do come back during battle, you have to survive for the amount of turns that that player's knocked out for. So, in the beginning, if, you know, Valar's knocked out, she's knocked out for two turns. Then if she gets knocked out again, three turns. And then, again, like, it keeps on adding. Uh, Um okay. Yeah. I love the combat in this game. And I'm just still, like, 10 hours in, scratching the surface of what I'm learning and what abilities- I'm picking up for each one of the players. But the exploration feels rewarding because I'm getting stuff that is actually beneficial to me. Uh The combat feels rewarding because it's just I can listen to that music uh, just all day. Like, put it on Spotify, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, they will. They oh, will. You you bet it. Um, And then they have, like, really cool little mini games as well, little puzzles you can solve. So, Worry not. There's fishing in this game. There's cooking that is very much inspired by Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, um, oh, yeah. and like just the art that they're showing you as well. Like for the cooking, I'm like, I'm hungry. I just had meatloaf <laughs> on this show. I'm hungry right now. Thinking of it, um, and then they have cinematics, but it's very much that of like. It feels almost like um, manga esque in the way that it's kind of showcased to you. Um it's not like comic book cells there are things moving around but it's it it feels a bit animated in terms of like um drawing like before it was you know computers you know all that type of stuff like mm-hmm. before Pixar that's the words i wanted to use so it it feels just really authentic to what they wanted to achieve and i feel like they even did it a little more so lastly the writing the story is is good I'm interested to see where this story's going. Um, but the characters are so damn great. Don't let me not remembering the boy's name uh deter you. A- each character is written incredibly well. They're really believable, and they do have that like anime stylings of like they're all a little bit extra. It's all about mm-hmm. the power of friendship, that type of stuff, but it's not overdone. Um, you know. Everybody's favorite character right now is Glar. Yeah, I hope I pronounced his name right, but like he's just so damn endearing. Um, there's a, a historian that you meet, Teek. She is incredibly enthusiastic about history. So like they each have these little moments that highlight them. And as the story goes, you keep running into players that are, or sorry, characters that are just like, I want to uncover more about you like they're they're really interesting this game during my time playing with it i'm like what where's the negative here like i like mm-hmm. are there things i don't like not really like this game is again as someone who's not a jrpg guy or a classic rpg guy this game's hitting all the right buttons for me um
0: which which just shows you how good it is and how reflective of those <laughs> review scores are. Yeah. If it's catching you like this, you know?
1: And here's that's, the thing.
0: That's, that's really good.
1: You know, I think IGN gave it an 8. I would give it a much higher score, but you don't see me mm. crying about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that, look at that. It's a conspiracy. I know. It's a bought out. Yeah. But no, yeah. honestly, Sabotage Studios, y'all just crushed it. Yeah. And yeah. this is my first sabotage game. I know they did the messenger and it is also harkens back to like, I think like the Ninja Gaiden-esque days of old. Um, this makes me very much want to go back and check out the messenger after I've done Sea of Stars. This is a game that I am planning on platinuming. Good. Um,
0: Good. Yeah. Uh, do you know, is it, is it, uh, how is the platinum for it? Is it reasonable, unreasonable?
1: It doesn't seem... Impossible, but there are some challenging things. So, for example, the boomerang ability—I think it's called moon ring. Um, so it's kind of like a moon night move. Now that I think about it, mm. it's cool. Anyway, uh, it's like bounce uh, this boomerang twenty-five times off targets. That's incredibly hard. I think the the most I ever did was like twelve. And that was really yeah, rare, okay. and I felt proud of myself. Okay. So okay. yeah, like when when you do that ability, it the the boomerang just gets faster. <laughs> right. So like it, it, it's not like um, it, it it's not like it it's a consistent speed, but like it messes up with your muscle memory quite a bit. Yeah, because you gotta be precise with it. So Good. yeah, there's Good. gonna be some hard platinum, uh, hard trophies, but overall, I think this is a, this is doable.
0: Good. Excellent, man. You know, I'm definitely checking out, that's for sure. Yeah. It's it's in my wheelhouse. You know, I, I played Chained Echoes last year. I played it on Game Pass, um, which is similar to sort of Odes to the old, very much, Chrono Trigger uh, and, and Final Fantasy obviously as well, so this is just another one. Sea certainly has got a lot more depth to it, um, a bit more polished, but yeah, I'm some, I'm excited for it, but it's just, it's came at the wrong time. Yeah. Can't release this given the fact that what we've got to come as well. It's just, it's unfortunate timing. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Lives of Peas comes out in a few weeks. That's why I'm really hoping. And, and again, I still haven't finished Final Fantasy 16. It's not that I don't like Final Fantasy 16. I just play games so incredibly slow. Work's been absolutely nuts. Like after today, I'll be working like three 12 hour shifts back to back. So it's just like, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you sound like craig you two need to fucking team up i think
2: you just You're need- like, are you tired man yeah Tony just doesn't know what real work is that's the problem <laughs> there, yeah. it is. there it is there
0: it is um it's, yeah. a- it's there interesting it
2: joe while, while you were discussing the game there i kept getting notifications on my phone because my wife's playing it at the moment <laughs> and she's nice she's <laughs> never played a jrpg in her life Uh, And but just we one of the guys, uh, Punk on the website, he reviewed it for us he gave it a 9 out of 10, loved it, absolutely loved it, and um, I think just when she read his review, she was like I need to check this out Um, so she's diving into it just now, so I'll be (laughs) interested to see if it can hook her, because uh, normally, as soon as you say the word tongue-based, she would just kick it down the street Yeah, uh, again, uh, I'm surprised
1: how it, it has its hooks in me, man Yeah, So I I hope your wife enjoys it. I really do, because it's it's a special game, for sure. We shall see. Well,
0: you've already mentioned, Joe, about games come up. You mentioned Lies of P. I'm going to read some games out to you boys, right? right. And um, buckle up, okay? Let's get comfy. Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, The Crew Motorfest, Mortal Kombat 1, Lies of P, Payday 3, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, EA Sports, FIFA 24, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Lords of the Fallen, Sonic Superstars, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, City Skylines 2, Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1, Alone in the Dark, Runner 2, Alan Wake 2. You know what all these games have in common? They're all due out before the fucking end of October. And I want them
1: all. <laughs> what, the many. what the fuck? What
2: games yeah
0: i wanted to kind of get you oh guys just have a, have a chat about i this would one. also
2: like to just i know i know <laughs> it falls just outside that window but i would like to add in robocop rogue city as well because i think that looks really cool and it's second of november so
0: i thought was that not was that not delayed did they not put a tweet out saying the date was it wrong? was
2: supposed to be september and then it was ah, it was then okay. it, apparently it was november 9th and they clarified november 2nd unless it's changed again but um but ah, yeah. yeah no no Cool. I mean, don't we know it's not a day one with everything else kind of about, but I do think that game looks cool as well. From what I've seen. I fucking love um, RoboCup. Yeah. love. <laughs> him. I
0: watched the film recently again, for the twenty fifth time. It was on like <laughs> film four when I was in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I me mean, how how the fuck are we getting through the next couple of months, guys? Like, I don't know, you know. What's what's, what's your gaming plan between now and then? What what's on the hit list and all have you got an order? Do you know what you're doing? What's the plan? It's so a game plan.
1: Things are looking, and I'm sorry if you hear some hooting and hollering in the back. Again, my mother's quarantined and she's yelling for someone to bring her up something. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But if you hear hooting and hollering, again, That's what send is. mama bad bit some love. Cause she's going through it. <laughs> it's it's And it's not like, again, she's, she doesn't have a bad case. She's just annoyed that she has to wear a mask now. <laughs> it's... Just, it's <laughs> It's she's like. It's just a head cold. Come on. <laughs> um, but I'm like, no, you're not getting me, man. She anyway, no. <laughs> my game plan. Uh, so I'm going to play Starfield as much as I can. I'm hoping that game hooks me. The one thing that does worry me with the reviews is like, they all, everybody says first 10 hours are a bit of a slog. That sucks because the first 10 hours of Fallout 4 was a bit of a slog and I dropped that game. Wasn't interesting. Um, I'm that type of way of like if if I'm being onboarded for longer than an hour I don't like this and I and I want to leave um, yeah. that being said I'm excited for Starfield and I'm going to be put in at least a good two to three weeks into that game in the foreseeable future that said depending on if we get coverage for Lies of P that will change because <laughs> then I will <laughs> be covering Lies of P for the trophy room absolutely as a huge Bloodborne fan um, after that, I'm mapped out, I've mapped out, uh, cyberpunk that has to be done. Um, if I get a code for Assassin's Creed Mirage, I will cover it. Um, Lords of the Fallen, I'm going to wait for reviews on. If I could get a review code, that'd be great, but I'm going to wait on that game because the first one wasn't great. This is, seems like... They're really just using the name, um, which is strange. But nonetheless, it looks great. I just need to see it. And then we got the barrage, right? <sighs> but I'm not going to, I can't, to me, and I, and I know some audience members are going to be nodding their head. I get gaming paralysis the week before or two weeks before a big game comes out because I cannot dedicate two weeks if I know I'm not going to beat that game in two weeks and Spider-Man comes out. So Mm -hmm. that's my big issue is like, I I know Spider-Man's going to be my end-all be-all. So though there are a lot of games I'm looking forward to, I'm actually resisting a lot of the urges to play them because Spider-Man is coming around the corner. Now, luckily for me, I'm doing like a lot of overtime and that should be ending in a week or two so that I can afford to be an idiot with my money in October, just in case. But really, at the end of the day, it's it's just Starfield, Cyberpunk, um, Spider Man, and Alan
2: Wake. If I if I had to. What about you, Craig? Um, I'm going to jump into Starfield tomorrow. i'm I'm kind of like you joe like if it if it takes 10 hours i might bounce before that i I don't know like i'm i'm not much of a space guy so i could see me playing some of it and being like it's good but it's not necessarily for me um but we'll see i i I got hooked on fallout 4 so similar thing could happen um lies a p i i don't like souls games but I played the demo for Liza P and I fucking really liked it. I thought yeah. it was really, really good. Yeah, the, that's the, what I want to hear. The problem that I've got, I've got is that I'm not good at these type of games. And <laughs> <It is>. the <laughs> fact that... like, See <laughs> see if it was the only game that I was interested in for two months, I'd be like, right, okay, I can afford to be shit at this for three, four weeks until I actually get good. And that'll be fine. But it's coming out for one week before Phantom Liberty. There's literally not a prayer of me beating Liza P in a week. So again, like yourself, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get an early code. I, I saw that you can preload it now on Xbox. I'm wondering if codes might go out quite soon. I mean, if we, if we get it early, I could certainly see myself dropping uh, Starfield for Liza P. But um, yeah, I think I'll probably bounce between Starfield and Liza P. But then when Cyberpunk comes out, day one, I'm on that. Uh, I need to have that finished for Assassin's Creed, because that's definitely a day one as well. And after Assassin's Creed, um, I think we spoke about this last time, Um, the three of us were together, uh, about uh, Spider-Man 2. I love the Spider-Man games. I'm not a massive superhero guy, though and so i love mm, right. i love the gameplay of spider-man like I, the two game spider-man and miles morales they're just they're so good to play it's so modish, it's so addictive but like at the moment i'm like i'm not counting down the days or anything like that so with spider-man as long as i don't start it i think i could potentially hold off and make that like my christmas game but I know if I okay. I know if mm. I play it, I'll be like, no, I need to keep playing this because it's just too much fun. Um, but my, my boy, he's really excited for it. He's nine now, and so he's really interested day one. So I might just let him play it at launch because I also am really excited for Alan Wake 2. So I might just go Assassin's Creed Mirage to Alan Wake 2 and then leave Spider-Man for like end of November, if I can. Mm. Um, possibly. So
0: what you're telling me is you want me to do the Spider-Man review.
2: Yes. I'll take it. I think that's what I'm saying.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> my my map is easy. My, well, my map hinges on one thing, and that is me loving Starfield because I have been sensible and I have oh. freed up all of September for Starfield.
1: Oh, look at you.
0: Uh, yeah. And see if it doesn't hook me. Do you know what is going to be freeing up for September? What's that? Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, Simple as that. Okay. Simple as that. So I have set out all of September for one of those two RPGs. And if Starfield does grip me, I'm assuming I'm talking about a month to, to to complete it. If it's not done by the month, then so be it. We've then got Assassin's Creed Mirage October the 5th. That is day one. I've been waiting for the homage to the original Assassin's Creed game for a long time. Even though I love you know, the sort of modern RPG stuff with, with Valhalla and that, this, like Craig... It's ecstatic for this game, so that is no matter what, that is getting played day one. Forget code, you know. Again, I take it, Craig, you're maybe doing the review, yeah, yeah. I would imagine, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> now, Mirage being relatively short, depending on platinum, there's a good bit of time with them moving that a week forward with Spider Man 2, October 20th, and yeah, f- 15 days think about it, should think- be fine. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of time. I'm thinking I'll even do it before then. Not that I want to rush it, but just given what they're sort of saying, timescale wise, and then that then frees up for for no rush for Spider Man two because I'm not interested in Ghost Runner two, Alan Wake two, Metal Gear Solid Collection. Yeah, I do want it. Can wait though. There's no that panic can for that. Wait.
1: Yeah,
0: it can wait. It can, um, and that then gives me freedom for Spider Man two. And you know, thinking about the, how long the Platinum took me in sp- for Spider Man twenty eighteen, I. I want to say 50 hours. Would that be about right? I think. Yeah. So, that's a, you know, for argument's sake, we'll call that a month. And that's then taking me into that sort of mid-November period and then starting to think about my Christmas game, which will be Baldur's Gate 3, should Starfield hook me. Um, that is that is my plan, and it's it's pretty seamless. There's games in there I'm going to miss. You know, I do want, you know, Cyberpunk, I'm thinking, hmm, seeing that Phantom Liberty, but it doesn't have to be on release. It doesn't have to be, you know? I have no interest in lies. Think Pete.
2: about it though. With the with the amount you skive off work, there's no way that you couldn't finish Starfield in time for Phantom Liberty, and then you could slot that in for Assassin's Creed.
0: Aye, but there's no rush to you though, man. There's no there's, there's no, no rush you. to,
2: but you. you'll have plenty. I think. Nah, you're not I, a grafter like me, Joe. I'm right yeah Yeah.
0: lords of the fallen i've no interest in at all can we so can
2: can we all just have a moment silence for alone in the dark which is literally going to be alone (laughs) in the dark like i think it looks quite good i played the little prologue i'm like oh this looks quite cool you are going to die in that time so it has to get moved it won't because it's 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 like a halloween style game but that's not, that's not selling. That, needs, that yeah, is a game that needs yeah. to find a subscription service and get some coin, yeah. because no one's buying that. And I feel sorry well, for it. That,
0: to be fair, you, you, you've triggered what the next question was going to be. More of a sort of i I'm a bit of fun here, but with all these games coming out, and particularly with some of the big hitters in there, and thinking about people's spending habits, I do not see this as a good thing at all. I think there's going to be a lot of developers, a lot of publishers in there very disappointed in day one sales. I have to say. Like, I think about you know, Immortals of AvM came out. Was it last Friday? I've not seen yeah. a single thing about sales. Is that even in any of the charts? Is it charting anywhere? And it's not that bad. I know it was a bit soft on review scores, but no, it's it's nowhere. You know, I think about Lords of the Fallen. Is anyone picking that game up really day one? No. Payday 3, granted it's going on Game Pass. So but that's the, same, that's the, picking that's that the saving
2: grace for it. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't think anybody is buying Lies of P, to be honest with you, in any kind of numbers. Mortal Kombat 1 will, because obviously it's got its oh. niche market. Yeah, you know, Mortal Mortal looks looks Lies of P's yeah. Game but, Pass but, as but, well, by, by it the it way. It looks way. incredible.
2: It'll why is games, game of Pies.
0: Pies. yeah yeah but again look at the date september 19th everyone's gonna be balls deep in starfield as well oh yeah i'm not yeah.
2: saying it's gonna do great but they've got their they've got a lot of their money back from game pass
0: yeah and then you've got the crew motorfest as well again and i know again niche market stuff but yeah I, it, it's it's far too much it all at once all big hitters Man, i don't i do not see this as a good thing as much as you go all these games Gonna start hitting wallets two months before Christmas in a in a credit crunch time.
2: Yeah, it's 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 absolutely insane. I was just looking there to see because obviously we have in our Discord we have the a, a channel for the Fantasy Critic League, and it updates anytime those games announced. And once again, I was looking. It was a couple of days ago. There was another three games added for October. So you've got uh, Skull Island Rise of Kong, which is now coming out October seventeenth. The fabulous fear machine october 4th and front mission 2 remake has been moved to october 5th and i'm like see at this point mm-hmm. see if in the last couple of days that you've made the decision to release in october at this point that's on you because who mm-hmm. is yeah. buying your games like i'm sorry like you need to take some accountability and just go we need to just take the hit and release in january because it's yeah. it, 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 there's no room in october there's no room Son, yeah. and
1: then you're after Call of Duty, like it's you're you're between a rock and a hard place, and I yeah. just think yeah, it, there's a lot of games that are going to be struggling. Lords of the Fallen, like if you're not a known IP, like truly known, like I, I think Alan Wake will be fine. Um, I
0: don't. I think it's going to be soft. Oh God! Uh, I pray to God I- not. I think it's going to be soft.
1: Like, I, I think that'll be fine. I think Assassin's Creed Mirage will be fine. But like, if oh, you're yeah. Lords of the Fallen, yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta move. You gotta, you gotta trouble. move somewhere.
0: Yeah, that because, game's in big
1: trouble. T- not too many games. I don't know you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: but it's the yeah. same reason. I think, li- I think Lies of P is in trouble. I know it's on Game Pass, but that's that's not the be on end. Or that's not that's not a hundred million dollar payday. I think that's in trouble as well. To be honest, I think it's a reason. The reason they put, I think it's a reason they put a demo out. And they've passed. I don't think
2: it's selling a lot on PlayStation though. No. Unfortunately, because mm. I think it's, I, I just everything about that game so far, I absolutely love. I just think it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, again, it's not great. If they could have got that out in August, I think that would have been a real, maybe a sweet spot for them. See, like maybe August yeah. 11th or something like that, and give like the the sort of run of August. I know August was wasn't exactly bad, and it was. Probably the busiest August we've had, but I still think it was better from September or October.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there any of those? <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a dry throat tonight. Is there any of those games you see as game of the year contenders? Forgetting Baldur's <laughs> Gate Three because that's already one because the PC release, so yeah. we won't include that.
1: Outside of Spider Man,
0: do you think it's a game of the year contender though?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the the first game definitely was, if God of War did not come out that year, Spider-Man would have been my game of the year. For sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's my hot take. Ready, everybody? Red Dead Redemption 2 is overrated. It's really overrated.
0: I say it all the time. Chris in our Discord, he spent 500 hours in that game. He's got the platinum. I mean, that's an amazing platinum. I say that all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's oh, but- listen,
1: No, 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 no harm, no foul, Chris. Red Dead 1 is my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. That being said, though, like Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, it, it, those two games didn't do that game any fa- favors. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it could definitely be in the game of the year, uh, conversation for the rest of them, though. Um, probably not. I don't see Assassin's Creed. Maybe Alan Wake. Maybe. But again, like, it's been such a loaded year. Um, you know, you got Zelda, you got Baldur's Gate. That's two right out the gate. Um, I think Starfield where-
0: by default will be, even if it might not be as deserving. But I think by default it'll be there. Oh,
1: you know what? Mario uh, Wonder. So may- maybe those two games. Because there's just been a lot. Yeah. I mean, Diablo right now is my current game of the year. But with how that game's patches have not done it any justice. So
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, because yeah, sorry. I've, um, I I hit two hundred and fifty hours in Diablo Four, but I'm
1: I'm out. Same, now. you know. I'm out. Same, same.
2: Yeah. Well, for um, just just to circle back, I'll I'll go to battle for Chris. I thought Red Dead Redemption Two was outstanding, but um,
0: <laughs> not listen. Not saying it wasn't a great <laughs> game, but there's you can be overrated and still be a great game. I, I, Don't forget. Oh, no, you
2: can be. I I, I wouldn't say that. You know, for me it's not overrated, but I yeah, I, I get yeah. I get the argument.
1: Watch Tombstone. No, uh, no, a fantastic Western movie that uh, Red Dead Redemption pretty much took the script for. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah, like, no for no. note for note. Note for note. Just
0: like I always say that Elden Ring's a great game, I've got the platinum, Whoa. but it's overrated. It ain't a 97.
1: It ain't a 97. <laughs> because it's a 98. <laughs> 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 Greatest game ever made, baby! <laughs> ah. I, th- I think, uh, to
2: bring it bad, though. I think, I think Joe's right. I think Spider-Man's got a chance um, and the second if I had to say a second game that would have the chance it would be Mario Brothers Wonder, but I think it being 2D, I, I don't think it will be in the game of the year conversation. I think it would be very True. good. And I think it's got the second highest chance, but I would say out of all of them Probably Spider Man. Yeah, I think that's going to be exceptional. But I, I do think the game of the year is already between Baldur's Gate and Zelda. I think that yeah. it's going to be. It's going I to do one think Baldur's two. Gate probably takes it as well.
0: I think it'll take a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, deserved. it's funny how when we say when we say game of the year, we only speak about Jeff's show. It's funny how Jeff has muscled his I way know. in. That his show has became the. Unified Game of the Year, isn't it? Funny how he's done that. Because I mean, there's 200 outlets of Game of the Year. I is yeah. Game of the Year,
1: but, but we all know what Jeff we're thinking muscled, when you're saying, yeah. It. yeah, yeah. He's
0: muscled his show, isn't he? Yeah. He's done a great marketing job. That fucking arrogant bastard that he is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I run a Game of the Year, and I'm still talking about his.
0: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> like, see, like if, if I'm looking at that list, like I'm sitting there thinking, like genuinely, Assassin's Creed could end up my Game of the Year. But I realise that it's not going to be the game of the year because that yes. thing's not. I mean, like that thing's not even getting a a, a ticket for the the cheap seats at Jeff's show. Yeah.
0: No, no. It might, to be fair, I might get some of the the visual ones, but ah, yeah, you're right. You know, it's it's never going to be in the upper ones. To be fair, um, is there any kind of games there that are sort of like FOMO purchases? We mentioned Mortal Kombat. See the more I see Mortal Kombat, I've not played Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat three. Yeah. But see the more I see that game, and see when I know, see when I see Chris playing it, I'm like, that could be a FOMO game. Yeah, you know. Some of you kind of play in the background a bit.
1: Honestly, you know? mine's just cheating because any one of these games could be FOMO. Apart
0: from payday
1: three. Yeah, apart from payday three. Uh, yeah, from payday three <laughs> any one of these could be FOMO. Uh, because I know I got CS Stars, I want to platinum <laughs> it, right? I got Starfield I'm gonna play the crap ton out of it. Yeah. But like who it's knows? As long as it like grips you. Yeah, if 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 Liza P comes out swinging,
2: who knows? Maybe I bend the knee to it. So I I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty set. I think, um, yeah. on on what I don't think there's many of these that could sway me. Like I mean, don't we know those games I'm interested in? Like at some point, I do want to dive into Metal Gear Solid the collection. But like, I mean, that's absolutely not a must. Like you could do that anytime. I'll pick that up in two years. Um, City Skylines, I love the first one the second one's coming to Game Pass so I will have a wee dabble with that but um, but no, I think my what I've got planned out, I think I'm going to pretty much stick to, I don't think there's much to sway me
0: Do you think by December when we're speaking about Game of the Year and looking at, the, looking at the past year, do you think 2023 will finish as the greatest video game year ever? Yes 100%
1: I'm tired of people going 2007. What about 1996? Like all the like no 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 no. This year has been nuts. Like I'm going through it, guys. Legend of Zelda, Baldur's Gate, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Street Fighter 6, Sea of Stars, Dave the Diver, uh Hi-Fi Rush, Resident Evil, uh sorry, Resident Evil Jesus, Dead Space Remake, Diablo 4, Pikmin 4. Like all these games have been rated um either low 90 high 90s to low uh, uh mm-hmm. 90s games. Like the amount of quality titles that we've been getting is just amazing and like my personal like some of my personal favorites like jedi survivor right uh resident evil remake i never played it back in the day so like now it's a new experience one of my favorite games it got it only oh like i got two of my favorite horror games ever made dead space remake god bless right uh resident evil god bless but then you get into the to the to the stuff of like got my best star wars game ever made with survivor i got diablo 4 which was again Great launch. <laughs> Those patches, though. And then you have what is like a renaissance in fighters with Street Fighter 6. And then you yeah. have, what, uh Mortal Kombat in a few weeks. You yeah, have the first main or, or, or new IP from Bethesda coming out in mere hours. Like Spider-Man 2. Like, there's just so many games that look incredible and have been incredible. So, to me, I'm like, there's no got cyberpunk for christ's sakes here you know yeah. like this is a great year for video games it really is one of the best unreal. yeah i was just thinking Absolutely. i was just
2: thinking as well and it's not necessarily one that we all care about but um the one that was missing off the list that forza game that's coming as well like it's it's not going to necessarily yeah. be for us but that's going to be huge like
0: i didn't include it because obviously this is a playstation podcast craig so
2: that's why i didn't you inc- get fucking starfield there. <laughs> But look, I wasn't, I wasn't meaning to say you'd like point out you'd left out, but I'm just, cause I mean, we don't have anything to say about it. Don't I don't, fucking
0: call me out no, on No, podcast?
2: no, 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 we don't have anything to say about it, but I'm just saying that's likely to be what, another 92 overall? Like it's, it's just, it's just another one that's going to, like, I, I think I, I'm at the point now where if someone says to me, no, this isn't going to be the best year in gaming, I'm like, explain yourself. Because I because I because I've I've got an argument over here, and I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you can match it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, it's usually people used to say two thousand seven because you had obviously Halo three, Bioshock, and Mass Effect, didn't yeah, well, so one of them was uh, good. Which, to be fair, <laughs> um, but yeah, this this year has just been this been incredible. Um Couchy actually he asked a question, it's kinda of hard to answer because we've not got dates, which is part of the pe- reason people are annoyed with the showcases. But he says, after Spider-Man 2, what's the next big first party Sony exclusive that's got your fizzy bit fizzing and when do you think it'll be released? I mean, it's tough because there's nothing really dated. The easy thing for me, the most exciting thing I've got probably is factions, but Fuck knows if that game will even see the light of day. I'm assuming it will see the light of day, but that could be 2025.
2: I think you'll get more first party exclusives before then.
0: Yes, but I just mean, I'm just, you know, yeah. we, but we don't know. We
2: don't Would know. Would you include the Ragnarok DLCs? Or just no, because it's DLC? It's even a nothing.
0: Well, I'd include it. You know, I included the Burning Shores. I mean, yeah. Burning Shores is amazing, so. But that's the thing that we're a little bit light on info. Anything comes to mind with you, Joe?
1: Other than Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, I'm sure I not um, forget that. Good show, but like Fuck. you know, that is Square. That is Square. But like you know, that's at least timed exclusive now. So yeah, yeah I mean,
0: I mean, when you see it, when you see it's Square, it's kind of first party. It really is not first I mean, who knows, the right? The new CEO, <laughs> they shook
1: hands with uh, Phil. Who who knows what what could happen? But yeah, other than that, that's that's the problem with PlayStation right now. I don't know what's going on outside of 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 Spider Man, like a Wolverine, uh, whatever Firewalk's making. Uh, so yeah, that's that's right now the problem PlayStation is facing is we just really don't know much. Now, boys, I'm sorry this is very abrupt, but I do have to go because there is I I just got a very big emergency at work that I have to go to no problem at all that's
0: alright to be fair yeah. we're at the end anyway do you want to quickly plug anything yeah. before you go
1: yeah my apologies for ending abruptly that's no. why if you saw my eyes wide I was like uh-uh. we're done <laughs> (laughs) Okay, got it. So, hey, guys. Hi. Forget about all that work. Self-focus here. My name is Mr. BadBit. I host The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can get that whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate us five stars on either one of those platforms. You are entered to win a Spider-Man Dual Sense controller. Follow us over on Apple. PS Trophy Room on Twitter to get all the info on how to enter in. Um, and yeah, uh, you can watch us live each and every Wednesday night as well over at PS Trophy Room on, uh, on YouTube or youtube.com slash PS Trophy Room. Other than that, thank you guys so much for having me yet again. I wish I can shoot this shit with y'all more, but no, it's enough. To go. This is. It's yeah, been a pleasure. Right. isn't we were we were at the end anyway, mate. You're all good. Yeah. you got
0: his question, and so I was
1: happy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah all well, good. Yeah, love well we <laughs> y'all. Yeah,
2: take care.
0: <laughs> See you later, buddy. And then there was two.
2: So now we can discuss about how Assassin's Creed Mirage is obviously going to be game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was holding it in, but I mean, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. you know what I mean?
0: God. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it.
2: <laughs>
0: right, buddy. Thank you again.
2: No problem. Pleasure myself. as always.
0: Sign us out. Take it away. Give us your ending spiel.
2: I am the lord of the manor around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me. If I don't... Nah, fuck it. You- can't follow me at my, my own personal Twitter account. I don't use it that much. Follow us at Pure Dead Gaming on X, Twitter, X, whichever one you, you want to call it. Um, Threads as well, although that does seem to be dying a slow death. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, the whole lot. Pure Dead Gaming, everywhere you go. Puredeadgaming.com for some written reviews as well. We've had Punk's review of Sea of Stars, which you heard Joe talked so eloquently about earlier on, looks great, uh, so you can read his review, and that's about it, eh? Get us over the pure dead game and everything, and your eyeballs Fab. up your arse. Fab, and
0: every Thursday, 3pm, latest podcast.
2: Yes, and also, if this is the last time we hear from you, because you do go missing in Jamie's basement, it has been a pleasure knowing you. <laughs> pleasure is all
0: mine and everyone as usual thank you for listening this is pure dead playstation you'll get me every couple of weeks talking about playstation and thank you very much
2: goodbye